and welcome to the Mortal Kombat Minute, the podcast where we analyze, criticize, and memorialize the 1995 film Mortal Kombat one hard-up minute at a time. I'm Phil Casper from philcasper.net. I'm Spanish from GameFixShow.com. And we are on minute number 35. Nice. This minute starts with Shang Tsung finishing his sentence to Goro about not tolerating failure. And it ends with Liu Kang entering an eerie blue winding cave system. <laughs> Where'd that blue light come from? Well, uh, the uh, the last minute we, we left you uh, with uh, Shang Tsung pretty much telling Goro that the emperor will not tolerate failure. Uh, because he explained that there are already nine wins and the next win will get to give them what they want. <laughs> much. Uh, more or less. Right. Let's just let's just mm-hmm. leave it at that. Uh, and then uh, and then we pick up the next half of what Shang Tsung says. And I will throw that to you. How about that? <laughs> and Shang Tsung says, and neither will I. Of course not. That's just it. Yep. Uh, and yeah, yeah. and then and then of course, Goro taking this as a point of pride because sure. he's the he's the undefeated champion of Mortal Kombat coming up to this. He He's raising all his fists in the air oh. saying, I will not fail. Yes. Or I do not fail. Oh, I do not fail. Sorry. That's <laughs> okay. Man, and I had it written down too. How did you get that wrong? No, you're fine. I know. Uh, yeah, so, but it's actually kind of cool. I do like this scene because uh, you really get a, a good sense of what Goro looks like. Yeah, I mean, like from his butt, you know what I mean? Like it, it's actually yeah. a good shot of Goro and uh that that it's probably one of the best shots of Goro that we get throughout the whole movie is that one like right there yeah like the entire upper torso and everything yeah i i, I totally agree <laughs> um but all like but i did we mention this in a in a previous minute What's that? that his bottom two arms are actually like arms of the puppeteer oh yeah yeah we did because the okay. top half is animatronic the bottom half is not okay. right okay just wanted to double check. No, actually, sure they, they got a four armed man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that would be awesome. But no, that's not. The case. But 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 from there, we then pan over, well, not pan over, but we do a quick, quick jump over to our combatants who have been still eavesdropping up to this point. And Johnny being the sensible one saying, you know what, let's go ahead and get out of here. I think he's heard enough is really what is kind of yeah. like what he's in. Yeah. Uh, but as they leave, they kind of make a sound when they leave. More like a shuffle sound. I think that's what I hear. I I heard like also some rocks falling and yeah, like yeah. maybe somebody jumbled some rocks somewhere, loosened them, and they fell down. Yeah, but that but then we get a, a quick shot of Shang Tsung like turning his head like he heard something, uh, and s- same with Goro. But uh, but who says something is Kano, and he goes, "What? What is it?" <laughs> and I, so I like this shot of of Shang Tsung yeah. and, and Kano because it. it it shows that like Shang Tsung is just high and alert and it's focused on Shang Tsung initially yeah. with, with Kano blurred in the background. And then the focus changes to have Kano in focus and Shang Tsung right. blurred in the foreground. And they do yeah, a lot of that. that. If you notice that, because the, the first time I mentioned it is when they were on the boat uh, mm-hmm. and, they, and they showed uh, what Liu Kang and then they focused in on Sonya. It was like, shush, like it was kind of like, yeah. So they've done this before. This trick has actually happened in the movie already, which is, that's why we're here. We point yeah. these things out. <laughs> oh yeah, and but also I do want to point out that yeah. Kano just kind of looks a little pathetic. 
like and just lost and and dumb he's the only one that ha- that didn't hear this sound really yeah like like in case you notice like goro is on is also on high alert like oh what's that and kano's just slumped over in his chair and like what what's going on yeah what'd you hear um and actually before we before we move on from this shot i wanted to to put in one final comment regarding kano and the food uh, oh yeah that we see here it, this actually uh, uh inspired me from a comment that we got from uh, one of our listeners tim on our facebook page uh he was he was commenting a few minutes ago when when we were talking about kano feasting uh, he says the spread of the food on the table during the scene is an interesting note. It's decadent to the point it becomes obscene and disgusting. It's a king's feast being eaten by a man with one of the elegance or poise we would typically associate or expect uh, with none of the elegance or poise we would typically associate or expect from such a station. It's almost as if the feast is being used to say that Kano is a man who fancies himself a king, but in all actuality is little more than just a common thug in this incarnation. Yes. Well put. Well put. Indeed. And and that's where I kind of, I don't necessarily like this version of Kano too much. He seems too dumb too non like conniving well i I think in in my eyes i i feel like he's kind of out of his comfort zone you know because back back at home as he explains to goro he's kind of a he's kind of a big deal he's kind of a you know an under a boss himself you know uh but like here he's talking to uh a a sorcerer b uh a, a half dragon man you know half man half dragon and like so like I, I think he's just a little out of his element so he's it's a little intimidated it's a little intimidated he's just not used to this so uh in his defense i don't think he needs one but in his defense uh yeah i i think that's kind of where he's just he's just at, out of his comfort zone Okay, that, that's okay. the way I'll, I look at it. Yeah. I'll allow that. I'll, I mean, I'll allow if, it. <laughs> I'll allow it. If we see, if we saw more of Kano in future, you know, in in future story, then uh, then maybe I might change my perspective a little bit. He, yeah, he might get a little bit more comfortable, I guess. Yeah. But but after seeing him in later uh, storylines in the actual Mortal Kombat games, I yes. guess that's that's the standard that I've been holding. Well, him yeah, be, because he's comfortable where he's at. So I don't know. I, yeah, who right. knows? Who knows? And and at that point, he knows he knows of Shang Tsung and Goro pretty well. So maybe he is more comfortable with them at that point because this is the first time they've really have met. Well, he's met the sorcerer before, but not Goro. I mean, come not on, Goro. like that. Yeah. That's got to be anybody that walks into a room that you see this guy with four arms. It's got to be a little intimidating. <laughs> I would oh yeah. Say. Uh, I well, completely agree. Well, as uh, as Kano then says, what what is it? Um, then Chang Sung then says, "We are not alone," and I love it because th- then he kind of he kind of signals the guard like to go check yeah. it out, pretty much. Yep, with two fingers. Yeah, like, uh, just po- pointing off to the to the side there, like Axum Jack. Yeah, and then and then the the guard goes like immediately. He goes and checks it out. Uh, so uh, you you could tell the power that Chang Sung wields, like no matter what it is. Uh, although I do love. Uh, that it it wasn't cut between him signaling and the guard going. It's actually the camera moving to the left. Yeah, it's a quick pan. It's a quick pan, oh. and I and I and I like that. I I think that's good because you can actually see that they're in the same room together, and it's not just like it doesn't look like they're separate. Does that make any sense? I think that's 
Yeah. yeah. And, and I, and I prefer like, like this type of shot as opposed to just a quick jump cut or right. something yeah, me too. To, to the guard running off. I, for some reason it brings like more urgency to the situation or, I believe, or how alert. Yeah. I think you're right. The situation is. Um, but from that pan, we do go into a jump cut into a different scene entirely. We get, we have this shot of a wall. It looks like with, yeah. with some intricate markings on it. I, I couldn't really find any significance I to what these either. markings are, Yeah. Uh, but they just look interesting. So like, and, and I can throw up a screenshot or something later uh, on our, on our video, but, but then the shot starts to pan down and we then come up to an entrance way that our combatants are, are running down. Right. Uh, well, and then, and, oh, but you yeah, know what? Right. We actually get the same pan as we did uh, like 10 seconds before that. So, which is kind of cool because they used it again, like really quickly. Uh, yep. and, and it showed, it showed the, the three combatants. Uh, uh, I like to call them heroes, by the way, you call them okay. combatants, but it's okay. Uh, combatants with a K. Yeah. <laughs> oh, of course. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, of course. Uh, but like we, we get, we get the shot of all three of them. And, and the first thing you hear is uh, Johnny Cage and he says, wait a second, I, I don't remember this. So like, so really where they came back from, it changed wherever, yeah, whatever happened. I mean, it, it, this is kind of a fun house at this point. Why having fun? Um, did, did it, did it actually change or did they just go down a different path? It's a great I'm question. Wondering. I, I don't, I don't know. Uh, but I, I, I would like to, to push the theory that it changed. How's that? Okay. I'll push that. Cause theory. this is a magical Island of course in it is. between realms. Yes. This is a sorcerer's <laughs> Island. So maybe he does have some enchantments up, I guess he could like, yeah, have a weird, Although and transforming hallway thing. I'm glad you said that because I don't believe it was Shang Tsung that changed it. Ooh. Who I do you think changed it? Well, did. well, when when they did the pan around the pan around and, and they did they went 360 degrees around. So you saw that they were in this room that it was like kind of a round room, uh, and you mm -hmm. saw this path. Uh, that happened to be, it looked like blue lights all over the place, uh, as, yeah. as you said in the beginning of the, the thing. Uh, and then, and then we, um, and then we get a shot of um, uh, Princess Katana at the end. So I'm thinking she's leading them a certain okay. direction. Ah, that's okay. that's what that's what I'm getting out of it. I, I could see what you're saying, and it totally could be Shang Tsung, and and he he changed it just to kind of like mess with them. But I th really think that it is Princess Katana that did it. I, li I like that theory. Yeah. Um, well, you mentioned that that we do a full 360 shot. Mm -hmm. Did you know, like, whenever I first saw this, there's um, another door. There's another on VHS year years ago. Not just not just one other door. I counted. I counted four entrances. Yeah. To in this room. So so there's one like before the blue hallway. Uh, that I think is a, is a pathway going down. Then we have the blue hallway, which is, you know, going straight ahead. Uh, then the, the third one is immediately to the left of the blue hallway, yeah. which has a stone stairway going up. And then of course the fourth entrance to this room is the one that our heroes came through uh, <laughs> at the very beginning of the scene. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that. I'm glad you noticed that. That's I did notice that as well. But so that's it's yeah, just yeah. a very quick shot. So I, I only thought there was one other entrance. I'm yeah. like, what? Especially if you're watching, if you're watching in real time. Yeah, but you know, we're stopping it every 
couple of seconds. So. Oh yeah, I, fr- I freeze um, the frames for sure. <laughs> but of course, uh, you know, after uh, after they do the panoram, uh, then Liu Kang says, "Look, uh, that has to be Princess Katana." I think she's trying to help us because <laughs> because at this point he's kind of he's kind of smitten right because she's a good looking lady let's just let's just go with that you know uh, but of course uh, then then Johnny Cage being the smart ass as he is says I think you're just hard up on a date <laughs> which is a great line uh, and it totally fits his character um, oh for sure uh, and then and then of course Liu Kang being the positive one you know saying come on she's trying to lead us out. Uh, and then I'll let you do this one because it's it's another great Luke, or Johnny Cage line. Jo- Johnny Cage says, "Oh, would you forget about her? She's ten thousand years old." Like, I love that line. like, like, like seriously, she's ten thousand years old. And then, and then, and of course, Luke Cage. So what? He just just a number, right? Yeah, and he just goes. And then, uh, and then the the end of the scene, you see Luke Cage running down this hallway this, with blue light, uh, and and Johnny and, Cage. And- what's that? Well, not only blue light, but also fog. It's a well, nice fog. Like, well, you know, the, Larry, Larry the fog machine the guy. The fog is machine guy's going. back. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he made, he's come back with a vengeance, obviously. Yep. Uh, but then, uh, then Liu Kang uh, or, or uh, Johnny Cage, you hear in the background, Lou, Lou, Lou. Yeah. <laughs> as as he's doing loud whispers. Yeah, yeah. Lou, 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 like that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and that uh, pretty much brings us to the end of the, the end of the minute. So, so some things yeah. I do want to, I do want to note in that I, that I noticed yeah. while watching this minute repeatedly, like we do uh, on this podcast, um, when we, fir- when we see a close up shot of Princess Katana. Oh yeah. Oh, uh, thank you. I totally forgot it. Mention torch, it. Yeah. Like I thought it was just a normal torch whenever I, f- no. like, just watching it in full. No, it's a torch that's made out of a skull. Yeah. So she's yeah. holding a skull with a flame in it. It's pretty brutal. It's pretty interesting and yeah. brutal and and also um like if you listen closely you can hear those sign her signature flutes off in the Ooh. distance yeah, like, and, yeah when and she, actually she I, did, shows I did a little bit of research <laughs> on what those that instrument was I, th- I i referred to it i thought it was like a pan pipe or something earlier that's that's not really the case actually what the instrument i believe is called is a shakuhachi if I'm pronouncing that correctly, okay. it's a it's a bamboo flute. Oh, of course uh, it is. Yeah, a, a, it's an ancient Chinese or or even Japanese uh, in origin uh, bamboo flute. Ancient Chinese secret. All right. Yeah, exactly. And then you also <laughs> hear some uh, you hear some didgeridoos. Wow, uh, uh, didgeridoo wow. under undertones wow. in the background yeah, as well. Of course, uh, that that kind of gives uh, it's it sets the tone. It sets the tone of. Uh, like where where they're going or where she's leading them. Uh, right. But once we get to the next minute, it's kind of odd. Yeah, How, and that's how's a good that, tease. How's for that for a tease? Yeah. That's great. <laughs> that's really all I have left. Awesome. <laughs> Me too. Well, that brings us to the end. Once again, thanks as always for sticking with us. And I'm Phil. I'm Spanish. And we'll see you next time on the Mortal Kombat Minute.